So I've been uh, getting back into the Star Wars universe, been rewatching all the films again, and I'm kind of delving deeper in terms of the conversations people are having around Star Wars. And mm. one of the big conversations right now is whether episodes seven, eight, and nine should just be written out of the canon. Mm. Completely. What are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? I'm hundred. I'm hundred percent on getting rid of it. I'm hundred. I'm. That's a bit drastic. I'm not hundred percent, but I'm a good ninety-five. <laughs> I'm, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I, I didn't. I didn't agree with it whatsoever. You always gotta have some weird ass percentage of like. I'm kind of ninety-six point five percent against it. Three point five like percent for it, and I'm like, uh, uh, okay, like. Nah, literally, literally, literally. But um, yeah, yeah I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm. If that's what they want to do and they can make it work i'm full steam ahead with doing this because it reminds me of the whole um it reminds me of the whole what's it it's a film Zack snyder uh justice league and right we all watched it and everyone i wouldn't say everyone but a, a vast majority really didn't agree with it like it just what it was a no-no like a lot of people were really let down by the story the villain like it just felt very choppy and all over the place character development was like where was it like it just it just felt so disjointed and i just thought to myself like everyone was screaming that there's a Zack snyder cut and i'm like do you know what anything at this point anything is going to be better than what we've got here and i'm not saying it's on that level but yeah, I it, don't think objectively you can say it's on that level. No, just no, because, no. It's not on that level, but yeah. it's on it's on the level of um, disjointedness, if that's even a yeah, word. Yeah, I, I uh, feel like the the thing that it's on the level at is that it feels like it it doesn't feel like a a trilogy of films that were made with love and care. Mm. Now. Right, let me explain myself a bit here. Mm-hmm. So we both watched Mandalorian recently. Yeah. Now the creative brains behind that, obviously it's more than just these two guys, but they're like the driving force, I guess you could say, is Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Yeah. Now, they're two people, particularly Dave Filoni, who has just a vast amount of knowledge about the Star Wars universe, who really love this universe. Mm. And when you watch Mando, I feel like that's been made with care and it's made be made by people who... They're just passionate to make a great Star Wars project. Mm. They're not there going... I really felt like with the trilogy of films, they were pushing like a very overt political narrative. Now, I don't have any problem with feminism in my films as long as the message... As long as the film isn't there to drive home the message Mm. rather than the message being like part of the film, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Ray Ray being like the hero of the story, that's fantastic. Like I'm I'm more than happy to have a female lead. I'm more than happy to have strong female characters. Like oh I don't think any Star Wars fan out there, unless they are actually like a a raving misogynist, um was against Princess Leia's character in the original film. Mm. She was Mm -hmm. fantastic and that Mm. was the archetype of the strong female. Mm character so i love those kind of characters being in my film got nothing against it um i liked ray's character but it was just so much of it was just overtly like oh look strong women look over there strong women to the point where it made no sense in the context of the the film 
Yeah. Like the fact that every single woman in a posi- was in a position of power and they were always like righting the wrongs of the men around them, especially yeah. in Last Jedi. It got to absurd proportions where like <laughs> it was just Poe Dameron just messing things up and women going around like cleaning up after him. Yeah. And it just felt like, okay, like this is getting a bit preposterous now. It's kind of like the inverse or the reverse, I should say, of like films from like the 40s and 50s where you would have women like just being like really pathetic damsels in distress, like mm-hmm. not being able to do anything and having a man have to like always rescue them. Mm-hmm. It was like the reverse of that, but like the men were just incapable and like women were always there going, ah, oh, look what this idiot's done again. Better, better step in here. And it's, I just felt like it was too much. And in a, in a wider context, I didn't feel like the people who were making the Disney Star Wars films um, particularly Rian Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy loved the source material. Mm. I honestly felt like it felt like a, a vehicle for their political beliefs. And it was kind of like, we can use the Star Wars universe to push those beliefs because let's be honest, mm. people are going to flock to see this film um, a lot more than a film that's just been any any old film that's been produced by Kathleen Kennedy or directed by Rian Johnson. Mm. So that was kind of like my biggest hang up about the films because the film, like if a film has been made with love and care, you can just kind of tell. I felt like George Lucas was there going, what's the best Star Wars story I can tell with these films. And he now, just and he, and he just and he, he just might, struggled yeah, to, exactly. he struggled he, he to just, get that message across to, to get, us more yeah, than yeah, exactly. So that's what it was. It's kind of, it's kind of like you know, I I kind of feel like the um I kind of feel like episodes 1, 2 and 3 were like a a broken masterpiece if that if that can if that can be kind of ascribed to a film in the sense that there is a masterpiece of a story there, but there is like broken dialogue and there's just broken, like, you know, like the love story archetype was just done terribly yeah. in, that, in terms of Anakin and Padme. But it was, there was a lot to love there, but there was, it was just kind of, it was a bit of a mess, but it was a beautiful mess in a way. That's the way I kind of see those films. Mm. And I, I don't think George Lucas was there going, let me use these films as a vehicle to push my political agendas. Do you know what I mean? Now, that's not to say that the Star Wars films have never had any kind of pop politics in them. They do. But they hid them under met- metaphors or they hid them kind of like in clever ways. Like, George has covered all types of things in terms of like, critic- like the Vietnam War. And um, he's had his own types of feminism he's put into films with, with strong characters, female characters. Also, I was going to say the theme of sort of um, abuse in a sense where you get people who are neglected and obviously you get the Palpatine kind of characters come in and they kind of guide people the wrong way just basically to suit their needs and stuff like that. Almost kind of like a grooming or someone who's clearly mentally unstable and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that can be kind of like looked at and analysed and you can kind of go, oh, I sense a bit of that there, or I sense a bit of that. But with the Kathleen Kennedy thing, it was just literally just like shoved down your throat to the point where yeah. it's, it's, yeah. you, can't, you can't really see anything. You can't really see the main plot. You can't really see the storyline because it's just it's just polluted it's just like all these obstacles in your way of 
these female yeah. agendas and those female agendas and I'm kind of like do you know what I mean and I'm kind of the it's, same yeah, I, I feel like, like when I, that happens I was gassing Ray coming into this yeah. thinking oh we finally got a sick female Jedi that we can proper push to the forefront because I never saw that in the old ones in the other ones do you know what I mean we saw yeah. Leia as a strong female character but I want to see I want to see a strong Jedi female now and yeah. we, we yeah. got that in Ray but like kind of like at what cost do you know what I mean like all this other nonsense yeah yeah it. it's um that's the problem it's and the films, um, I just felt like it was so careless the way those films were produced. The fact that there wasn't, there wasn't any kind of plan of oh, where are these three movies going? They were just made on a case by case basis. So it was kind of like, oh yeah, seven can be made by this director, eight can be made by this director, and nine can be made with the original director from the seventh film. And and it mm. was like, and it didn't feel like there was any dialogue between the different directors in terms of like what's like the throughput like what's the vision for these three films as a whole because that's what a trilogy should be mm. it's like these films have to stand alone but they also have to stand together and they stand alone and that's all they do they don't stand together and that's that's a that's a big thing for a trilogy you mm. know you, you, i always feel like two perfect examples are episodes four to six and the Lord of the Rings trilogy of how to do like a great throughput between your three films, you mm. know what I mean? And make it all connect and not feel disjointed. Mm. But um, no, I, I felt, I just felt like those films were so disjointed and they didn't create a cohesive narrative. Whereas I feel like if you had John Favreau and Dave Filoni and you'd given them a trilogy, they would definitely plan it out from start to finish. To finish. Like, oh, yeah. Because we, yeah. we've seen in this time and time again, whether it be Iron Man, Spider-Man, Clone Wars, we've seen these these big names that take these storylines and they can create like through like multiple films or episodes and they can really join every, join the dots and like really flesh out these fantastic characters because I'm not going to lie... Ray is sick. Kylo Ren is sick. Finn is sick. Poe Dameron is sick. Like, um, I love these characters. Even the um, the Asian girl. I can't remember her name. You know, she had that little kind of like on Rose. 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 Uh, honestly, I think they're all fantastic characters, and I proper got behind this. And I was like, this is gonna be, this is gonna be my Han Solo, my Luke, my Leia to kind of like mm-hmm. grow, like grow with now, and to kind of go with yeah. and get behind. And I was really on board for this. And yeah. I feel like you've done them all a disjustice. Like I feel like, especially especially Ray and Kylo, because you've got two essentially really fantastic characters there, being obviously the first female je- female Jedi, and that's like something a lot you can just draw in so many more like female Star Wars fans and people who are proper like buy into this now, having her at the forefront, her being the Luke for everyone now, and then you've got Kylo yeah. Ren, who's very like. This this character was like very dark, Kylo very this, this stuff going on with him, with like Darth yeah. Vader being his grand grandfather and stuff. There's so much you could have done with both. I of these felt characters. like what they did with Kylo Ren was almost make a reverse Luke. Yeah, where it's kind of like what would Luke have been like if he was steeped in the dark side? Yeah, you know. Yeah, because the same way that Luke was on the on the good side, uh, on the light side, I should say, and mm. um, but he was tempted by Palpatine and and his father to the dark. It was like the reverse of Kylo, where he was on the he was like on the dark side of the Force, but then he did feel the pull from the light, and yeah. I loved it in Force Awakens, where he was kind of like that scene with Han Solo, where he was kind of like, I don't know if I can do this, yeah, 
you know and that was kind of like him saying right there like this is his test now in the same way that luke's test was to not kill vader in order to stay in the light his test was to kill his father in order to go completely to the dark yeah and um i thought that was like a a beautiful kind of like synergy between those films in terms of like yeah and, and, and yeah but they they kind of did these had these awesome kernels of ideas and none of them came to fruition. Yeah. And and what's worse is because there was no throughput, the films like, if you look at eight and nine, they feel like completely separate films. They don't, it, nine doesn't feel like a sequel to eight. It more feels like a sequel to seven, if mm. anything. And that's obviously going to the fact that J.J. Um, Abrams was working on seven and nine. Um, and obviously, Rian Johnson was an eight. So, um, and I think it's just imagine being like at Disney and being one of the execs in kind of control of this trilogy and going, yeah, let's not make the directors work in terms of where this trilogy is going. Let's just kind of give them one film at a time. I just think, who who thinks in that manner when they're meant to be, you know, especially when you're going off episodes one to three and four to six, which are clearly a trilogy of films where they're telling one long story, you know, that's what fans obviously are expecting from seven to nine. And you, you're like, no, let's not go with that. And it's the same thing that they did to George Lucas, where Kathleen Kennedy assured George Lucas when he signed over the rights to Disney. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with your ideas. And then when he gets into the boardroom with Disney after he signed the contract, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to bin... Yeah, we're going to bin them now. Sorry. You know what I mean? You're, you're like, what is that? What, what? But you said you're going to do what? What I'd, We were going to do what? Sorry? <laughs> and George yeah, is that's like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, because there, there's also things like... One of the things that they did, obviously, is when Disney got the rights, is that they got rid of all the old Star Wars canon in terms of the books. Mm. And... I think that was in a way, I know that this will draw a lot of ire of a lot of fans, but one, there were some fantastic Star Wars books from that, like pre sort of 2014 when Disney got the rights, mm. but there was also a lot of dross. And also because there were so many books, it's quite hard not to conflict with any of the canon when you got sort of 20 years of like written material there. So mm. I can understand why they wanted to create a fresh slate, but they could have also taken from some of the best stories and used them and kept them canon or used them for ideas for future sort of stories because um you know like timothy zane who's like one of the famous sort of star wars authors he had like um a whole kind of post story like post um episode six story where you kind of saw like where the lives of where um Han and you saw the lives of Luke and Leia and where they went hmm. and then you introduce like the new like um, villain of like Admiral Thrawn and his agenda and there was like a whole new kind of like story there that was like everyone loved it like every Star Wars fan loved it I think the book was Heir to the Empire I think I'm getting that right hmm. um, but yeah so this was this fantastic kind of post episode 6 story which they could have just adapted you know, mm. obviously they could have changed things, but they could have they could have taken that as like you know the framework for the, for their story, changed bits up, but kind of kept the framework there. Mm. Um, had this great uh, like villain in Admiral Thrawn, and then they could have you know done that, which I feel like um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing now, obviously because um, 
Kron's going to be the main villain of the Ahsoka series, I believe. Mm. So I, I just like if Dave Filoni and John Favreau can see what to do. Why were like all of these execs in these high paid positions not able to 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 do any of this? I'm like, what are you getting paid for then? Why, if if I was in your job and I was making these like failures, like in any other job, I feel like you would get fired for not doing this basic stuff. But when you're like high up in a company or you're like a CEO or just any high position, you're almost immune from like. Yeah, it really it really winds me up because it, because, because the, the the one the one place that I see it being so cutthroat is football. Like you will never like if a manager like has like a couple bad games, they're immediately looking to sack him and look for his replacement. And I'm like, why can't we have that across the board? Why can't we have that like obviously not as yeah, like I've, not 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 as not as obviously like I want to rephrase that, that. Yeah. not as hardcore as that because sometimes I do think come on the guy's just having a couple of off days where he yeah, will bounce yeah. back, but like to the point where like in in like the film industry you've clearly got clear clear fuck ups and all the fans are screaming this is bad. I guess art is subjective. And obviously, it's not clear on the results. The results are good. The results are like it's bringing in the money. So I think that's all they really care about at the end of the day. Like the money's doing good. The fans are still loving the characters. They're buying all the merchandise at the end of the day. We're selling out of the box office, even though like you even pointed out, even though there are drop offs in terms massive, of like massive, massive, even, drop-offs, even though there yeah. are massive drop offs, they're still coming. I, tell, out, I, tell I you can you see them being smug and be like, "Oh well, we still made profit. We still made profit." And stuff yeah, like do you know? Do you know? Like, do you know what it is? I think. The chickens came home home to roost with Solo, yeah. Because they were like, "Why has this film like it actually cost them more money in the end than than they gained in the box office creating Solo? Mm. Um, it massively underperformed. Then obviously, um, Last Jedi did a lot worse in the box office than Force Awakens, and then Rise of Skywalker did even worse than Last Jedi." Mm. So there was definitely a drop, and so that's why I think obviously they they brought people in like Dave Filoni and John Favreau, because mm. p- people like Bob Iger, who was in a kind of charge of Disney or whatever, he was like, you know, that's what corporations are like when their money, when they're seeing like a financial drop off, they're like, oh my god, like that's when that's when they'll start to change. You know what I mean? So I think that even Bob Iger was like, okay, this, this can't continue on this trajectory, mm. but. um I think didn't you? I don't. I don't understand. And this is why. This is why I love the fact that Dave Filoni is on board now because I actually like the fact that there's actually a fan on board. Mm. I don't understand why these companies never get fans. Like if I was in Disney, for example, I'd be like, we need one Dave Filoni type person there who's just a like a massive fan and knows everything about Star Wars, you know. And I would literally set a test. So like, we need to find a guy who knows more about Star Wars than anyone else. I'd set a test and ask all these like obscure Star Wars questions. And the guy who gets the most right, we're like, let's look to employ this guy so he can. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what it? Do you know what it is? So can, no, so but do you know what it is? Do you know what it is though? Like, and I'm not defending Kathleen Kennedy here. What I'm because that's the last thing I want to do. But what it is is, I don't think it's as easy as that when it comes to the the biggest film franchise to date one of the biggest film franchise to date i think it's more of a case of can you build a team can you get all the people together that 
that is needed to create this monumental saga. Um, it's easy to kind of go, oh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they, they know they know they can build the script, but can they get the team together to build the the set, the 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 whole package product that is gonna go on to make three like massive films? And maybe Kathleen Kennedy just fucking just like aced it in the interview and fucking but at the same time, I still think to myself, nah, but he was behind Iron Man. And the classic Iron Man was, do you know what I mean? It was like one of the best breakout films from Marvel. And like, it was John Favreau right yeah, there. I think, and I we think, don't even have to talk about Clone Wars. Like, Yeah, that's what I think. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like, they can clearly do it. So it's kind of like, I don't see why they didn't have, I get what you want with Kathleen Kennedy, but why didn't they have more creative control over the script yeah. and the story going forward did you really just go Kathleen Kennedy this is your job now you've been hired for this job and she just aced the interview because I don't yeah. see how she aced the interview and I guess I it's one of them things in corporations that are like oh it's who you know not what you know sort of thing you know I think to agree it's that and also a lot of the times in corporations it's how well you sell yourself it's how well you sell yourself you know how many people in interviews aren't really qualified for the job but they do such a great job of kind of going no, I'm going to be fantastic, this and that. And people kind of like, oh, what? that's impressive, the, this confidence. You know I believe I mean? him. I believe in this person. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think a lot of the time people overestimate confidence because mm. there's a lot of people, you know, Donald Trump being a perfect example, <laughs> he's, he's a conf confident idiot. Do you know what mm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So He's very um, confident. Yeah, <laughs> but he shouldn't be running the country even though he thinks he should. Um, going to build a wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, um, but yeah. Yeah, going back to, to the whole Star Wars thing, like, with Kathleen Kennedy, um, I think she made the wrong decisions in terms of who are directing these films, who are the people advising on these films, mm. because what Dave Filoni does is does so fantastic, and if any of you guys out there are interested in, in kind of getting, like, a more expanded version of, like, how Mando was created and, and just like the history of Star Wars in general, check check out like the making of Mandalorian that's on Disney Plus. And, and Dave Filoni, there's a couple of times where he kind of just shows off his knowledge because he really is like a student of George Lucas's work. And what's so great about having him on board is he can be the guy when someone's in the rooms like, oh, we should do this and that. He can go, oh, that doesn't really make sense in, in the context of episodes six or do you know what i mean he can be the mm. guy be like yeah because there needs to be a guy when you've got a universe that's so vast as star wars there needs to be a guy who's like that doesn't make sense because in this context da 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 because that's my whole problem with episode eight and and one of the reasons that i'm kind of split on on kind of cancelling or, or not cancelling but like not making these films canon anymore because hey, do you know do you know do you know i have a thing quick, no, quick, do you know quick, what it quick, is quick, quick, quickly before i forget my point yeah go on i just i just have a thing with episodes seven eight and nine where it's kind of like i don't i think you're always going to piss off a certain demographic and as much as they like, we're not fans of seven eight and nine and i wouldn't say i'm not a fan i just say i have a lot of problems because there's things i love like i love the characters i love i love some of the cinematography but i just think the story's a mess for example yeah so i'm not completely against these films but one of the reasons that um i think it's quite difficult to cancel it is because one these are the only three, three films is disney that you created as a trilogy so it's almost like you're admitting that you kind of fucked up and two there are actually a lot of people who like it 
to be fair. Like, they're the minority, I think. They're probably like 30 or 40% of the Star Wars audience, but that's still sizable. So you're going to piss off a lot of people by cancelling it. But to kind of play devil's advocate to the other side, I think you've created three films and you've had directors on board who don't know anything about Star Wars, especially Rian Johnson, because what he did to Luke, in my mind, is a travesty and makes no sense oh, yeah. in the Star Wars universe. Because yeah. look, look at it here, yeah? Luke Skywalker was the guy who didn't give up on his father, who was considered the, after Palpatine to be the most evil person in the galaxy. The guy who meet, murdered young children... The hmm. guy who's done unspeakable acts in the, in, in the name of the dark side and, and his master. Hmm. So it's kind of like, that guy, Luke's like, no, I sense the good in him. And I'm going to work to change him. And then, oh, in, in the eighth film where he's older and wiser, well, he should be older and wiser. He's like, oh yeah, I sense some like booky, I, I, I sense some, some hateful thoughts in, in my nephew. So then I decided actually I might kill him. And George, <laughs> I was like, this makes no sense to the character of Luke. Luke's meant to be the character where, and um, to me, he reminds me of Naruto. Like for those who don't know Naruto, Naruto is the kind of hero where he never gives up on anyone, no matter how far they've fallen. He's the guy who, sees the light in in the most darkness you know what mm. i mean he's the guy who who when everyone else is going oh give up on this or give up on this person he's like nah like there's good in everyone so and luke fits that mold luke's the guy who sees the dark um the good in the darkest guy in the universe mm. you know the guy that everyone is just wanting to, to murder like obi-wan's there going you need to kill your father yoda's saying the same thing and he's like, no, like, I'm, I sense the good in my father. Hmm. And then this same guy, his nephew, who's having some dark thoughts, he's like, no, nah, he's got to go. And he draws the lightsaber on him. I'm like, what? And then instead of being the hero we know and love, he goes to some island and just becomes a hermit and is yeah. like, chucks away his father's lightsaber. And um, one of the funniest things I heard Mark Hamill say is he's kind of like, I didn't understand what they've done to my character, so I just thought maybe he's another Skywalker, so I called him Jake. <laughs> yeah. So I acted like this wasn't even Luke anymore, it was Jake Skywalker. Yeah. And I was like, I can see why he has that attitude, because it's almost like two different people. Um, the only scene that I thought was redeemable in terms of Luke was the end scene where he comes along and, and, and he fools Kylo. And that, to me, was a beautiful scene. But for the rest of the film, he wasn't the Luke I knew and loved. You know what I mean? He had this kind of, few minute redemption at the end of the film which i loved and i've talked to you before how much i love that scene on salt flats i just think it's be like a great no obviously pro disney's probably got, my disney's pro got, probably my favorite part it. of the trilogy but i'm not but gonna that's excuse, I'm, but I'm that's gonna what excuse say. it i won't excuse yeah. it i'll say as well i won't excuse it because this has got money my favorite, <laughs> yeah you've taken my my most loved character yeah and you you you've turned him into like someone that he's not meant to be like apart from that small scene at the end where um obviously he he kind of redeems himself but you know we we all wanted in the eighth film the fact luke skywalker was back we were all so excited and we thought we were going to get what we got with mandalorian recently that's what mm. we thought we were going to get 
but we didn't get anything like it. Do you know what I mean? Which was very disappointing because we were coming off the back of Rogue One where we got to see like Darth Vader at his like craziest, basically. Mm. So we're thinking, ah, mm. oh, after Rogue One, like what are they going to do with Luke? And they're like, yeah. oh, this, this, this is what we're going to do think, with Luke. I, th- you know? I, th- I was just th- like, no, that, that me, was such a travesty. <laughs> such a travesty. For me, it was, a f- it was kind of like, and I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there with this one. I'm going to say like for Dragon Ball Z fans and others out there who know, I'm going to say it was like the GT thing. It was kind of like coming straight out of Dragon Ball Z. We, we, we wanted more. Obviously, we wanted more. Then we had this break. Then we got Dragon Ball GT. So we were ready for this. We were amped up for the action. And we just got this really half-hearted, like stupid, nonsensical plot. And it's just kind of like... Ugh. There's just so there's so much wrong of it. I'm not going to go into because this is not what we're here for. Would but you? at the end of the day, like that, I think the writers made the right choice and just went, you know what, that happened. It happened, kind of like when Anthony Joshua got knocked out by Ruiz. That happened. Let's ignore that and let's kind of work work on where we're going to go next now. And I think they did the right thing with Dragon Ball Z and going, you know what, we've left it now. We're going to come with Dragon Ball Super. And Dragon Ball Super wasn't my favourite thing, but at least it was a fresh start and the plot made sense and it fit yeah, the yeah, timeline yeah. from where we it, were where we were, coming, like where, where we were coming yeah. from. And it's kind of like with the Star Wars thing now. It's kind of like 7, 8 and 9. It happened, okay? It did happen. However, we can't excuse the fact that all the characters were just done dirty and the plot just was a bit silly and just... Like the whole stuff with Sidious at the end with the thousands or thousands of Sith, and even though it's always ever been the rule of two, like it's always ever been the rule of two, and yet there were these thousands of disciples. Let's let's not go into it. But like, I just thought, yeah, it I happened. Just, yeah, I, it, happened. I mean, it, ha- it happened. We'll 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 just use that as an example as to where yeah. not to go next now in terms of Star Wars, and let's just it's, kind of refresh and redo these characters again. I don't think they will redo the characters. It's wishful thinking. Um, but because I feel like I feel I'm doing Admin Driver dirty, dirty, I'm doing Jumbo Wega dirty, yeah, I'm doing exactly. like um I, f- I forget Ray's name. We're doing uh, all the Daisy Ridley, Daisy 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 Ridley, yeah, yeah, it's Daisy Ridley, yeah. So yeah, um, you're, do- you're you're doing all these. I feel like you're doing all these act- actors and actresses dirty, and even she even said it herself that she like spent months and months and months training for this scene, like this proper six showdown. And we were there was talks of a dual a dual lightsaber which would kind of pay homage to Phantom Menace with Darth Maul's double sided lightsaber and she's got like the star thing so it all makes sense. It's what she's been training for. And then she just they just scrapped the fight scene. I was kinda of like, oh, what the fuck's going on here, man? What's going on? Like, oh one well, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna go into the technicalities of why it was bad, but you know you, what some Yeah, Carol Carol. No, I was just, I was just saying a lot of p a lot of characters didn't get to reach their full potential, and a lot of people would argue that happened in the the originals as well. Um, but we got what we we got what we wanted in the end. We got the the crazy Darth Vader come out swinging it in Rogue One and shit. Like we've got Luke Skywalker in Mando and stuff like that. Let's see what Kylo and Rey and like Finn can do because they've all been redeemed. So I think they deserve a chance. I feel I don't know, man. I feel like Kylo was like one of my favourite characters in Star Wars, but he's never been done justice, if that makes sense. And I also thought John Boyega's character, Finn, had the potential to be like this great character, but he was just 
kind of relegated to going rave, 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 and <laughs> just shouting rave. And, like and, for, and, and for me, I'm not going to lie, but it's lousy. It shows that they didn't really have any um, thought process into where they want to take this character because I don't feel like there was a sit down. There wasn't a, okay, this is what we're going to do with Finn now. How are we going to make him this monumental character? How are we going to make Poe this monumental character? Because at the end of the day, it can't be a one-man band. It's never been Star Wars. We all fell in love with Han, Leia, Luke. Like, people like Lando come in and we all fell in love with them. How are we going to make these characters like on that level? Like This is the new Star Wars. But you just gave Ray the lightsaber and gave her another one and made her just steal the show. And it's kind of like, we know, yeah. we get she's the main character. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is there was no thought process behind any of the characters, not even Ray as the main character. Your thought process was she's going to train with the Force for a bit and she's going to become on the same level as Palpatine and be able to kill him and stop him. That's, that's why I was like, there was no thought put into the development it, stage of it, any not, of these characters. There, there was no appreciation for the universe. There was, no. that Disney didn't get the rights. Kathleen Kennedy didn't get control and was like, oh, I should actually learn more about the universe. I should, I can consult with people and get people on board who really know about Star Wars. She went, let me give directors who I personally like for whatever reason, yeah, which I think a lot, of, was. The well, a lot of the was. time, especially with Rian Johnson, especially with Rian Johnson, is because she, she shared the same political beliefs as her, which shouldn't be a thing when you're, you're thinking of someone who's going to be the best director for your film. And what annoyed me so much is I felt like these weren't... What you need to do when you're making a film is, firstly, it needs to appeal to everyone. But secondly, it needs to it needs to pay homage to the fans and kind of go, look, guys, we're going to give you what you want. Do you know what I mean? Um, that doesn't mean you don't can't subvert expectation at all, but it has to make sense within the universe, which is the problem I had with Last Jedi is he subverted expectation, but he subverted it by breaking all the laws of the Star Wars universe that had been established previously. Hmm. It's kind of like you could do that with anything. I could create, um, I could create a beautiful romance film, and then I could have um, some serial killer come in at the end of the film and shoot big characters in the head. But if hmm. you're going to see like a rom com, then you're thinking, "What the hell have I just watched?" <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, you've yeah. had expectations, but I didn't go there to to see some horror movie. I went there to see a rom com. So yeah, yeah, subvert expectations in a rom com by maybe having the two characters not come together at the end, and maybe they fall in love with, say, someone else, or they fall in love with like a passion they have, or something like that. Yeah. That subverts yeah. expectations, yeah. but yeah. subverting expectations by going, "Oh yeah, like we're just gonna have it." So Leia flies through the the sky and the. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forget we're, we're, being in the cinema. I never forget we're, we're, being in the cinema, <laughs> seeing that, and then my mate turned to me and looked at me, and he, you know, when they pull that face where they're like. They, they pull that face to you. It's kind of like, you've brought me here. And it's kind of like, I didn't fucking know they were going to do that, did I? <laughs> like, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and yeah. you feel embarrassed because it's kind of like, it, it, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm showing this off. Like, this is this is a franchise that I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of. And I'm bringing one of my mates who's not really like, he, he's not big on it, but he, he likes it. And we've all got gas to go to see it. And then that's what he saw. And he just looked at me as, as if to be like, why? 
why am I here? This is what you think is sick. You think this is cool. Ghost witches flying through space, sick. This is kind of like, no. That's I didn't know that the people making these films hated Star Wars fans and had no appreciation or love for the universe, okay? Mm. I didn't know that. So, I, I genuinely think they have no... I can't imagine being a corporation and having no respect for the fans that, that, that kind of got this franchise to where it is in the first place. Mm. I don't... I think there's a big difference between pandering to your fans and just outright taking the piss out of what they love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I, I do generally feel like that's what the sequel trilogy did to a last, large degree. And that's coming from someone who loved parts of the sequel trilogy. But I love parts of the sequel trilogy because there was great actors in it and there was great visuals in it. And I, and I do appreciate good visuals. But the story was... was you know, if I was rated out of ten, it would be like a three or a four. Do you yeah, know I'd say I mean? three or a four. I'd say yeah, and 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 the visuals, yeah, the visuals were on like a ten. Yeah, and 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 the acting money and, and the actors and characters were like an eight. Good so casting, fantastic. good casting, yeah, casting, great, you know, great like. casting. But what? Why would you? This is so frustrating. Why would you get such a great cast, put so much money into it, and have great visuals, and not work out the story properly? That's what's so irritating. It's like. The story should have been the first thing that you just sorted out. Why not get the script sorted out before you even cast anyone? Get the script sorted out. Plan episodes one to three. Doesn't mean you can't make any changes along the way, but have like a like a like an overview, a framework, and then go from there. But what you very did, schoolboy, very yeah, very, very what, you, what you what you did is you kind of went no. Because I think that that shows they just don't care about the franchise. They're kind of like, yeah, we can work out the story later. Who, who, who's, who? I just like going back. I know it sounds like 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 I'm on like Dave Filoni's nuts. Like I'm always banging on about Dave Filoni, but I just can't see Dave Filoni doing that. Going, oh yeah, like let me just make it up as I go along. You know. Because he loves the universe. You can see it when you see him in interviews. And John Favreau, they work great together because John Favreau has ex- experience of bringing this big universe together in the, in the MCU. So he's perfect for kind of doing the same for the Star Wars universe. So it's a, it's a, it's a great combination. But why they didn't have like a coupling like that making these films from the get-go, I don't know. Um, and would have tried to get better people in those positions and, and it feels like Kathleen Kennedy was just given a free reign to do whatever she liked and it wasn't until the financial side started to suffer that they actually changed changed route but you it's should have too, been it's too late by then way too yeah, late by then I mean it's only by the fact that John Favreau and Dave Filoni have done such a good job on The Mandalorian that the Star Wars franchise hasn't been sunk for good you know mm. um but I, I, I don't like calling for people to be fired or whatever. So I'm not saying for her to be fired or whatnot. But she needs to take another role. I'm not saying let's she, fire, let's she, sack her. She's, she, but yeah, she can't. But, maybe, but she needs, move, she, I, she needs move, to do something else that's where her creative control doesn't move, negatively move her, affect the, yeah, the let, course let, of this. Let, yeah. let her do a brand new Disney franchise. And with how brilliant and amazing she is, with how strong a female that people profess her to be and what a great, fantastic producer she is, let her create something completely new and let's see how it does, okay? There, go from there. Do you know what I mean? And that, and then because she's so amazing, she's going to do something obviously brilliant. So that that's great. You know, that that's fantastic. But 
I don't want her involved in Star Wars anymore because I just think when you've done such a bad job of a franchise, it's it's time you've got to step back and let someone else take over. Um, and that's no hate towards her. I'm sure she's a lovely woman, and I'm I know she's done good things. In the no, past. there are there are plenty of people that are fantastic people. But then yeah, they're, they're, they're not, bad at their jobs. That's and all it's not, is. It's, it's not even that she's maybe bad at her job. It's just that she's not equipped for Star Wars for whatever reason. And yeah, that, that's, should, people this, be like, oh, this, you this shoot, particular you role. This particular it. role. Yeah, you can't say that. But yeah, I can because she she messed up a trilogy. Yeah, and and I'm sorry. Look at how m- much money she had at her fingertips. Look at she could have had any director she wanted. She could have had well, she did have any cast she wanted. She had a fantastic cast. She uh, literally in the position she's in, she's more privileged than any other person in in, in a similar position because she's got more. Ac- what what company has more access to finance finances than Disney? You and, know? and 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 all the 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 technology and equipment at your disposal for making a massive Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, you're in, exactly. you're, you're you're in the you're in the position for it. Really. Yeah. So if you don't if you don't at least produce a good Star Wars half film, decent. Star Wars yeah, film. Yeah, it's, it, then it's like, you know, and, and, and the films themselves, like Seven, that's a good film, I would say. Eight is like a good film if it wasn't Star Wars. Nine is... Nine I don't is know what nine. I just watched. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but, but like, it's kind of like, but they don't work together. No. Do you know what I mean? They don't work together. So, at that point, that's not a good trilogy, is it? Because even if those films were all good, if they work together in the same way that this trilogy does, it would still be a bad trilogy. You know, it, it's it's a real shame because I'm actually like quite a diehard Star Wars fan. Hmm. And I, I, I don't want to throw the films completely under the bus because it, to me it's still Star Wars, you know. And there are actually scenes that I enjoy in those films, but it's, it is a disjointed mess. You know, there's some great action scenes... There's some great cinematography. I like the characters, but it's I don't know. It's it's like you've got these great ingredients that you've thrown together in a dish that just doesn't make sense when it comes out. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like, oh guys, I created this lovely like spaghetti bolognese with custard on top, and you're like, the custard's great, the spaghetti bolognese is great, but it doesn't work together. Do you know mm. what I mean? And mm. I, that's what I kind of feel like with the trilogy. Mm. So you didn't, you didn't, the pasta's not boiled, the mince isn't cooked through properly. Like yeah. there's custard on the mince. It's kind of like it's it's all backwards. Yeah, all, I feel like the only thing way I couldn't retcon um, and make this not canon is, I guess by expanding in and filling in certain details and maybe because not to the same level obviously one two and three but one two and three did late make a lot more sense if you watched the clone wars program and maybe if they fill in more of the gaps they can because i have read some of the books between six and seven and there's certain things now that i'm like oh that makes more sense but um but do you know? But do you know what it is? It, yeah, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm very half and half on it because I feel like when something's done, um, it's kind of like it's. But here G- now, but like, I'm 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 like GT was done. We didn't we didn't agree with it. No. But that was never meant to be canon in the first place. You know what I mean? So that's a bit different. But seven, eight, and nine have always been established as canon. And the thing is, as well, 
there's a lot of diehard Star Wars fans and even me included who've read books in between those periods and stuff and it would be kind of annoying in a way to wreck on it all because then I'm thinking what have I invested my time in reading these books then do you know what I mean so that that's part of it as well because then you're almost insulting the fans who've gone wasn't the best of fans of that trilogy but I'm willing to try and make the best of it by filling in as many gaps as possible so it doesn't feel as hollow as it is I know I'm just I'm too yeah, cutthroat man it's... I just think it's too in- I think it's inexcusable and I just think it should just be scrapped completely I'm just kind of like no I've had enough <laughs> yeah I'm I'm, I'm I half and I'm half and half because like I like I said I just don't know once it's been established if you then it's kind of like, oh, is Disney going to do this about whatever it feels like then? Because it already kind of did that when it got the rights to Star Wars. So if it starts doing that again, it, I always feel like, why am I investing my time in these books and stuff if you can just retcon it whenever you like? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Then I'm like, well, what's the point then? Because this time that I spent reading this and that is just all for nothing. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, let's be honest, I, I doubt they will. I doubt Disney are going to actually retcon seven, eight, and nine because they're not going to want to. They don't. They're not going to kind of even want to admit that they kind of flopped it. Do you know what I mean? So they're mm. going to. They're going to. On their part, I just don't think they would. No, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. Yeah, we'll just. We'll but, just have to see how things go and see what they want to do with it and see if they can. But yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of like leave it as. If I had to say, I'd be like as much as I hate a lot of aspects of it in terms of what they've done to the story. Overall, I kind of feel like. Because it's there now, you've got to kind of make the best of it. You know, mm. that's my kind of attitude. Um, but I can sympathise with your point as I've basically spent the whole pot of podcast shitting on the film. So you can tell that I wasn't like, oh my God, like how dare you even try and record it because it's their no, great no, obviously, films. Obviously like, not. I hear what you're saying. I know, I know, I, hate, I, know, I, hate, I, know they, I know, I know that I'm the but first one. I, I think I've got to think about myself here and go, I'm a fan as well. I'm a fan, so I've got to think about me here and think about all the people that probably do think like me as well and go, no, I just mm. want it scrapped and just do it and just, just do it properly and get what we want from these fantastic characters that you've yeah. managed to cast and draw out. So I'm thinking I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that. Yeah. And people will probably cry and moan, but it's kinda of like but in the end they'll be happy with the the end result more so than what we got now. That's what I'm like. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you on that. Um but yeah, guys, uh, I think we pretty much hashed this one out. Let us know what you think, because I know it's a very contentious issue amongst the Star Wars community. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Follow us on our various different social medias, and we hope you have a great day. Peace. Um.